Salam, I'm Alex, a small business owner and entrepreneur, and this is the Awea podcast show where every episode you will hear an amazing Muslim woman's story of how they got started in their career and how they can help you take your first step to your amazing journey. Salam and welcome to Awea Podcast Show. I'm your host, Alex Khoury, and I'm here to share with you amazing stories of Muslim women and what they've gone through to get to where they are today. And my very special guest today is Hakima Cummings. She is a modest fashion stylist of seven years and a mother of two. She has collaborated with hundreds of fashion brands to feature their designs in professional photo shoots and fashion shows. She hopes to inspire beauty and power in modest style in her work both on and offline, channeling her Muslim identity. Welcome, Hakima. Thank you so much, Alex, for having you, me. That was so nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so my very first question for you is, when did you realize you wanted to become a modest fashion stylist? Okay, so that takes me back to me actually arriving here and living in Virginia. Okay. So at that point in my life, I was kind of at a crossroads. So I used to, I'm born and raised in Chicago, and... I was academically trained and had the ambition of becoming a doctor. Wow. So I had applied to medical school, got into medical school. I actually got my master's during that time. I was very inclined towards, you know, medicine, biology and all of that stuff. And then I just kind of like paused Mm -hmm. for a whole year. (laughs) I paused before actually accepting or denying that spot in medical school. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided not to go. And so, and at that same time, I was also getting married and moving to Virginia. So, um, so when I arrived in Virginia, I was just kind of like, okay, let me find something else that is my passion. That is like, it just, it's something from within me and not something that's, I've been trained to do. Um, And I saw a fashion show. DC Fashion Week's Houghton Modesty Show. And I was already kind of into business and fashion. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this fashion show. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the fashion show, it was just something about it that made me feel like I need to get involved in this fashion show. And um, I talked to the producer and I was like, I'm in modest fashion. I used to sell hijabs. And I was like, I need to be a part of the backstage. Like, how can I get in there? And she was like, we need you. Come on, let's style. Let's do this. So I started styling and I didn't stop for seven wow. years. <laughs> it's so funny how there's like serendipity and like a way of you meeting somebody and then the ball starts rolling in your exactly. you know, career. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it happened. You were doing this for seven years, correct? Mm-hmm. Is there a point when you were like, this is really hard and I don't know if I want to continue? Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, And can you take us back to that time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I started off, you know, doing the backstage aspect, just styling models. And um, then I started working directly with designers and presenting their collections on the runway. And there was a point when I was like, you know what? I don't know how far I can go in this without putting like my personal touch to it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was building a social media presence and all of that, but I was still kind of like holding back. Okay. I was holding back. I wasn't showing my face online. I used to always put like oh, a wow. heart I didn't over know my that. face. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I used to put a heart over my face because I didn't want to show who I am. I was afraid of being too present, even though I was trying to build something. Right. So it was kind of like holding back 
but also pushing forward. And I just don't, I think I was at odds with myself. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I was like, you know, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't like build and retract at the same time, you know? So I, I decided I'm going to be more present and I'm going to not put this heart over my face all the time. Yeah. And I'm going to be there. Be like, if I'm in the fashion show, I'm going to blog about the fashion show. I'm going to take pictures at the fashion show. I'm going to build a social media presence where I tell people about the fashion mm-hmm. show and, and about designers. And I have to be present in order for that to happen. So instead of just saying, okay, I can't do this anymore. I said, no, I'm going to do it harder, you know? Wow. And yeah. so I, um, I just did that. And alhamdulillah, it kind of like, I broke the kind of the, like the shackles off of myself and I saw things grow from that point and alhamdulillah that I made that choice. Yeah. Well, I think most people would um, either just say a, a give up, mm-hmm. but it looks like you just even pushed yourself harder and you, you kind of broke free of some yeah. thoughts that, you know, maybe yeah, I mean, the, were holding, the, I holding you like back. I feel like the thoughts I was having was like, what will people think of me? Like, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're being when you're being more forward sometimes as a Muslim mm-hmm. woman or not even forward in a bad way, you're just being present, you know, like you're not hiding anymore. Yeah. Um, even though you've set boundaries for yourself for modesty, you've set boundaries for yourself for like the work you're doing, you still kind of like, you know, you're worried about judgment in a way. Yeah. And, um, and that's not a reason for you to give up. That's just a reason for you to push beyond and just stop putting things on yourself that maybe, maybe it's just your own self-consciousness. Yeah, I think most of the time it is, <laughs> right? Maybe it's yeah. just self-consciousness and it's not actually anything anyone is judging you for, mm-hmm. you know? So the moment I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm done doubting. Like maybe I'm done doubting about this thing. Of course, yeah. there's other doubts, <laughs> but at least I'm not going to fight myself on this one. I'm just going to keep going. Wow. Yeah. If there's three things that you would tell somebody that would inspire them to um, continue in whatever journey, mm-hmm. what would they be? I think that one, okay, so one thing that kind of helped me through, um, like at the beginning stages, trying to like get work done and like starting projects and things, one of the things that I did was that I reached out to people for help. Okay. Um, I networked a lot. There was a, a, a sister that I would always message, and I'm sorry for irritating you. If you remember, who this, I'm sorry <laughs> for always listening. asking you all these questions about what, because she had a really admirable way of presenting herself online. Yeah. And she was sure. doing fashion. She was servicing designers, and I wanted to do that too, but in my own way. And I was always asking her, like, how, how do you, how do you do this? Like, wh- how would you do that? And she's just like, Oh, she was always very patient with me. I even called her on the phone a lot and, um, maybe not a lot, but I called her on the phone sometimes. <laughs> um, and so we talked, you know, and she, she offered her advice mm-hmm. and I received it and I took, you know, I took from it. And then I also altered other things. And it was really important for me to have reached out and networked and then absorb that and then implement certain things, you know? So a lot of times people don't know how to start something. They're at the beginning Mm -hmm. and they're maybe intimidated, you know? There's other people who are established. They have their followers or they've done all these, you know, collaborations and Mm -hmm. things like that in in my realm. And it's really important for you to kind of reach out and 
I mean, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I think I reached out to you when I first started oh, really? fashion design. So I'm oh, the yeah, one yeah, who was yeah, bothering definitely. you. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You would never bothered me. Yeah. See, I said, oh, really? Because it didn't feel like, you know, yeah, you know. reached out to me. Right. I feel like we built something together. Well, I think that's know? what people are forgetting, that there's a community of women. And I think women should help each other. There's yes. no competition. Yeah. Everyone has a unique way of being. So yeah, yeah. Collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration. Over com- exactly. Over competition. Competition. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> how do you keep believing in yourself? Like, is there something you do every day or is there some kind of thing like, uh, you can share with everyone or how do I continue to believe in myself? Yeah. I mean, there's some times when I, I do doubt myself. I think that's mm. normal. Um, I have really worked on how I speak to my own self internally. Yeah. When I was going to, um, on the road towards medical school, there was a lot of self doubt. Yes, there was I mean, a lot of me telling difficult. myself, if you can't get an A in, you know, m- microbiological, <laughs> chemical, whatever, <laughs> if you can't get an A in this horribly hard class, how can you be a doctor? How? Hmm. If you're getting a C in, you know, organic chemistry, how can you be a doctor? And so yeah. I would constantly tell, and nobody's telling me that. I'm no, telling myself. Yourself, yeah. And that got me into such low states in terms of how I viewed myself. And I have done so much work to stop myself from speaking to oh, myself that's like good. that. So I think that's really important that you work on how you speak to yourself because a lot of times it's not, the person limiting you is really just you. Usually, yeah. <laughs> it is, right? And other people would encourage you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also keeping the people who encourage you close. Yeah. And oh, there's going to be some haters, like, you know, there's always mm-hmm. somebody who's going to say something. Mm-hmm. And actually what I've noticed is just taking their advice mm-hmm. and kind of listening to it Mm-hmm. in in the sense of learning you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you exactly. do if you do have somebody who's saying you know maybe your product isn't that great or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know just think about maybe i can make it better you know yeah yeah yeah, Instead yeah. Of that constructive upset. criticism is yeah. good but that doubt no <laughs> so if you're speaking to somebody who wants to be a stylist who wants yeah. to work in modest fashion um what are some big um advices that you can give them mm-hmm. yeah. um If you would like to do what I particularly do, um, which is kind of present on the runway, that's really what I started off doing. Right now, there's not many events and things like that, so I don't do that as much anymore. But I feel like that's really my specialty. Um, And I think it's just, again, really important to, um, to network and build a confidence about approaching people, how Mm -hmm. to pitch ideas to people, Um, have a a really creative um, and special set of like ideas about what you would like to do. Um, you don't kind of want to make your work look like anybody else's. So yeah. try to be unique, try to have a lane that you're establishing. Um, one thing in, in modest fashion that I think needs to really be explored is plus size modest fashion. Yes. So even if, um, even if you yourself might not be plus size, I think it's really important for you to see what needs, what, what in this niche needs to be filled and then fill it yes. with like really great content. Um, and I think that, um, that, that's really, that's really what I would, would, um, encourage people to do is to find something that makes you special, find something that is a void and then fill it with something mm-hmm. and then rely on a network of people who you trust and make your voice kind of distinct in your posts that you, you put up your captions that you put up, anything that you put out there, realize that it's kind of building you up to a certain kind of look yeah. or brand like it's a personal brand that you're building to um and that's like the social media aspect and as for 
like the actual, you know, styling and like how your aesthetic is and things mm-hmm. like that. Just make sure that it has your stamp on it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's been like diversity. I'm always working with diverse models and mm-hmm. not just since everybody wants to be diverse, <laughs> you know, like since it, phase, diversity has you know. always been important. Yes. So, um, so that, that has always been something that I want to do. Um, you know, I don't do crazy out of the, out of the box styling. I do things that are relatively wearable and, um, like your common woman can achieve that look and still be stylish and maybe out of the box. Um, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, these are great advice. I think if somebody wanted to contact you and maybe speak to you, how can they reach you? Yeah. So my main form of communication is through Instagram. So at Hakima CMB, H-A-K-E-E-M-A-H-C-M-B. And then I have my website, which is CMB Styling at dot um, com. I almost said my email address. And then my email address is cmbstyling at gmail.com. And you also style. You also can go to people's homes and style yeah, their clothes. Yeah, I yes. mean, right now it might be a little difficult, but it, hopefully, inshallah, in the future, you can still go back and like help style. Yeah. I think you helped me style some outfits. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have, um, I had an e, I, well, I still have an e styling service so I can virtually style you, mm-hmm. but I am kind of building that part up, seeing as there's a lot of limitations in going to people's houses. So um, I'm doing styling by Zoom. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so like before, then the shopping, then the after, like kind of like a makeover type of thing. Yeah. So alhamdulillah for that. So, just... And I think you also go online and you you find outfits um, based on different companies and what you're looking for. So you actually create an outfit for them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. I always, always, um, when I'm looking for things to style people with, I um, always look at Muslim-owned Women-owned yes. brands. Oh, great! I'm not That's really awesome. into like referring a lot, lots of other um, companies because I want to my work to be based on Muslim-owned, yeah. female-owned, brands. and supporting small businesses. Exactly. That is great. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Hekima, for coming by, for you know giving your advice, and I hope you know somebody can give you a call and start your e-styling because yes. I love it and I love what you do. Thank you so um, much, Alex. And thank you so much again. I really appreciate you having me, and Aww. I love this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, tell all of your friends about this podcast. Yes. Send the link out. It's amazing. This is something that needed to happen. Alhamdulillah, Alex uh, is doing oh. it. <laughs> Inshallah, inshallah. Thank you. And I'll put all her information in the show notes so you're able to contact her. All right. All right, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Sam. Thank you for listening to AWEA Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and join our AWEA tribe. You can also follow me at awea.style on Instagram and Facebook and check out the amazing list of Muslim and women-owned small businesses at awea.com. When you support small business, you support a dream. See you later.